everyone, welcome back to another episode of the University Podcast and welcome back to our lockdown series. Today, Jess is with us. Hey guys. Um, and today's episode is going to be all about um, moving, home after, moving home after starting uni uh, interstate or overseas and also just Jess's experience keeping in touch with everyone while also having to move back home. So why don't you tell us about a little bit about your situation, Jess? situation is um, I'm a university student I'm in second year and I study in Newcastle but I live um, in Sydney with my family or my family lives in Sydney rather Um, and so at the start of this year um, I moved back to Newcastle to continue my uni studies um, but then of course within a few weeks um, things were looking quite uncertain as to whether or not we would be able to continue um, studying on campus and meeting in person for classes Um, so obviously that was um a big change from like what I had pictured my semester to look like and what I had planned for um so I think for me personally my faculty um, my faculty operates quite separately to the rest of the uni um and I think they did a really good job of communicating with us um things were quite uncertain so a lot of the communication was uh not definite and a lot of the things they were saying was well based on current knowledge and the best answer we can give you right now is and those kind of answers but it was still super helpful for them to be openly communicating with us like they held zoom calls um a number of times for people to just ask questions um but for me it became clear quite quickly that i would probably be better off moving back to sydney um which was sad um I really loved I really loved living out of home and I had really enjoyed the first few weeks back and I was just getting into routine mm-hmm. um I had joined all these new things this year and signed up to all these clubs and I'd rejoined my gym and everything was going great um but yeah so I think about three or four weeks into uni I decided to move back to Sydney cool and was that like a stressful experience having to relocate again um just after you relocated because a lot of uni students have like um come over to australia for exchange or whatnot and then they have to go back within a couple of weeks to their home countries so i guess not like on a smaller scale with you moving into interstate different cities different cities yeah (laughs) moving different cities um how did you did you feel that was sudden or did you find that really stressful how did that go yeah so i feel lucky that um I'm only studying three hours away from where my family lives. So I feel like for me, I had a lot more flexibility to go home and then if things changed to come back or vice versa. Um, Some of my friends, in fact, a lot of my friends are international students and it was a much harder decision for them, particularly there's um, quite a few students from my course from Singapore and they were concerned that if they went home that Singapore would then lock down its borders, which I think it now has. Mm. So they wanted a guarantee from the faculty that we wouldn't have any in-person classes, compulsory classes or assessments until um, I think they had said a six-month mark, so um, until around September. So that was pretty stressful for them. Um, For me, the stressful part was, um, I guess, deciding financially what was the yeah. best decision so yeah so I'm still paying rent for my place in Newcastle currently even though I've been in Sydney for about six weeks um and it was really stressful thinking well if this lasts the whole year um it'd be better off for me to move out and just break my contract pay the fee um and stop paying rent for those seven or eight months um and that was yeah I kept on me and ring and 
I called my housemate and we both cried because we were so sad <laughs> that we wouldn't be able to live together. And um, yeah, in the end, I negotiated with my landlord to pay a cheaper price for rent, um, which was generous of her. Um, and because I'm still getting my government money, um, that turned out to be the better financial option. I think living at home with my parents, I started paying them a little bit of rent instead, um, but I'm still saving money um, in not buying groceries for myself. And um, But, yeah, it was it was a lot of umming and ahhing because of all the uncertainty. I was calling my mom pretty much every day yeah. and saying, Mom, this is the new update. What do you think? Should I come home now? Should I come home later? Um it's like yeah, keeping, but... keeping that life there just in case because yeah. it's like not certain as to when everything might go back, right? But also exactly. like trying to do what's best for like health, health reasons and just everything else. So it's a really like thin line to walk. Yeah. And so when I originally arrived back in Sydney, I only packed clothes for about two weeks um, <laughs> and then had to end, had to go up back to Newcastle for a day trip just to get heaps more clothes because I realised I would be here for, um, yeah, at least a few months. Yeah. And which brings me to my next question, which I've seen you all over keeping in touch with people and you've just, in my opinion, killing the game in that that regard. (laughs) So how do you do it? And, like, any tips um, for anyone else who might be struggling with doing that regularly Mm -hmm. with their friends or family or whatever it might be? Yeah, um, I guess for me, a lot of my life looks the same. It's just moved online. So I'm pretty um, involved in a number of groups which were in person but have now just switched to group calls. Um, mm. So a number of groups with my church and then also, um, what else? I guess other uni, like extracurricular things have all seemed to have just switched online. Um, my... My advice, well, I don't, hmm, let me think. A lot of that was stuff that I didn't organise myself, so I've just been going along and participating. Um, but I think you, my advice. Sorry, do sorry. you find that it's like super, I don't know, I've just found that it's not the same doing it on online. Like, yeah, it's pretty, I get pretty not bothered to join. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's definitely been hard. And we've noticed, um, like, consistently, doesn't matter what type of group, that there are less people joining. So it is hard. Um, I think I've been trying to message the people who have, like, would normally have joined if we were in person and then are now not joining, trying to message them and just check in with them and just mm. let them know that we're not forgetting about them. Um, just because they're not joining doesn't mean that they're still not part of the group and they hopefully will come join us either again online or when we start meeting again in person. But, um, yeah, you're right. I think the flip side of that is calls can be really tiring. Like, yeah. I think there's quite a different feel. And the idea of people looking at you all the time as well, I think, as well. I turn off self-view when I'm on calls so that I am not, like, <laughs> thinking about what people are thinking of me. I just – so then that way you can just focus on the other people in the calls. But there must be some – there's definitely, like – social implications like we're all going to come out of this and not know how to have a conversation or something (laughs) it's definitely a different way of relating but I think the the key with zoom calls and just calls in general is just to switch it up I've been part of a few calls which I think have been done really well and a few that have just dragged on and on um the ones that are done well I think people 
make them interactive like especially this is I'm not really just talking about a social call but when you have a call with a purpose like we're going to do this study we're going to whatever it is um using like the whiteboard feature together and mixing up like calling or or videoing just keep it fresh chuck in Mm. some games yeah 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 that's (laughs) Um, so true that's very true yeah I think I think Things take longer online, but also our attention span is shorter online, especially because if you think about it in our normal life before, every time we use a screen, it's often for entertainment and we're used to entertainment that comes in like short bursts. And when we get bored, we either speed up the speed of the YouTube video we're watching or whatever, or we like skip it. That's why every, it's like advertising, like we're constantly just our attention's getting grabbed and we really struggle to focus on screens, I feel like, for a long time, um, particularly when it's something that you have to do and not something that you want to do. So I think keeping things short, keeping catch-up catch, catch up short as well, that might sound harsh, unless it's, like, your best, best friend. But if someone wants... If you want to catch up with someone and you don't know how it's going to go and you'd rather not make the call, like, just make it a nice short call, mm. like, just have coffee together, um, have, like, kind of a time limit because that way you'll both end the call feeling, oh, like, oh, that was a nice catch-up rather than, yeah. oh, that dragged up way too long. I don't want to do that again, um, which, which I think is easier to happen online than in person because um, people's last memory of the of the call is going to be the one that they remember. So, yeah. Um, I think also, like, definitely um, have, like, wine nights and just keep it, like just do something fun. Do something fun. I think so. Party. Because I think also like adding to your um, where when we're in person we only use this for entertainment. Um, mm. Also, when we're in person, we're kind of held accountable for not getting distracted. Like if you were yeah. having like a meeting of a meeting in person, obviously you wouldn't be looking up other things on your computer. But now no one really knows, especially if you're not on video. Very true. <laughs> so I know I've that done so many things when I'm not I really know. like getting changed or like have a shower. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. And I've been, and any final words of advice for all our uni student listeners out there going through lockdown in general? Oh man. Um, I think it's hard to stay motivated, but um, having a routine really helps. I've tried as best I can to stick to what would be my normal uni routine. Mm. Um, but you know, if you need it, if you need a day off, definitely like rest and don't expect yourself to, I guess, be at the level of productivity that you were before. Um, the new normal means that we can't necessarily compare how things were and how things are. Um, I think another piece of advice is like just mentally, um, I guess, don't treat this as something that's put an end to your normal life I think Mm. this is just like I think we often say the phrase oh when this is all over or when we get back to normal life but having that mindset is going to mean that you view this time with a really negative um outlook and that's going to stop you from I guess appreciating things or um I think mentally it's just going to have quite a negative effect yeah yes it's a really sucky time and it's sad that we can't see our friends and family, um, but if you just view this as this is my life for a time and I'm going to make the best of it, um, there, yeah, that I think that it's a must, much more useful thing to treat it as a permanent thing rather than, oh, I'm just going to, like, stuff my life for a few months mm. because it'll go back to normal soon. I guess there's no guarantees of that. So 
don't treat it like it's a disposable um, period of time. Yeah. Thanks so much, Jess, and thanks. Oh, you're very welcome. Thanks, everyone, for (laughs) listening, and we hope that you're staying safe and staying healthy, and we will see you in our next episode very soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you.